What's up, everybody, and welcome to Mostly Film, your one-stop chaotic shop of all things in the world of cinema. I am one of your hosts, Jonathan McCorder Boy, joined by my beautiful co-host, J.P. Payton. Hey, what's up? Not much. It's a beautiful night. We're feeling right. Um, shoot, what is that song? It's a beautiful night, and we're feeling... I don't know, no, no clue. I don't either. Nice try, though. Uh, but anyway, yeah, so it's a beautiful night. We are feeling right. I brought some really good... No one's from Kentucky, so you probably don't know, but if you really wanted to order some really, 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 really good bourbon... Willet family uh, whiskey is very, 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 very good. And they have a rare release out right now. And I brought some over. It's the smoothest 109 proof I've ever had. Yeah. Some delicious rye. Delicious rye. And, and also brought uh, some Yingling Oktoberfest. I'm great. But you know what? Honestly, though, we know what I'm feeling right now. Fall? Fall weather? No. I don't know. I'm feeling fortunate. Fortunate. Okay. You know why I'm feeling fortunate? <sighs> Barely. To be alive. Yeah. You know why I'm feeling fortunate to be alive? I mean... For the sake of this conversation, why are you why are you why are you so fortunate to be alive? <laughs> Three minutes after I pulled out of my house, my wife sends me this message. She says, <clears throat> not trying to be cryptic, I just have a weird feeling about you driving. Please be extra careful. You ever had one of those messages come after you leave the house? Uh no. Okay, well, being a millennial, I grew up in the heat, like peak of final destination. So yes. They're begging people, oh, don't get on that plane. Oh, don't ride that ride. Oh, don't get in that car. Oh, you're being silly. It's fine. I don't believe in that. Boom, dead. Log truck to the face. Plane crash. Roller coaster off the rails. Yes. It's quite so, a... Yeah. I overcame obstacle one. I made it here. Oh, wow. Now there's obstacle number two, getting home. Getting back. I called Garrett. He pled the blood of Jesus over me. Pastor Although he had, a little, he had a little bit of a fright. He goes, you know, hey, maybe just take a different route. And he goes, oh, wait, maybe don't take a different route. Oh, gosh. It, choices. Yeah. And I don't know which one to do. It's like E40. Everybody got choices. You know that song? No. It's a great one. You should listen to it sometime. Probably uh, not. It's changed your life. Okay. Everybody loves choices. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so now, I mean, if y'all don't hear from me next week, just know I perished in an accident on this Monday night yeah. on the way home. Or I will, I, I, will, talk, I talked, go ahead. I'll post this pod in solidarity. To, yes, I appreciate you know, that. And then, memory. Kyle, I called Kyle my last leg of the ride because he's like my lucky charm and I'm in a rental car right now. So I'm driving a Corolla. Yes. So that's, that's like safest car on the planet. Gotcha. And uh, I was like, listen, you're you're just my lucky charm. I'm in a Corolla. I'm feeling pretty good, but now it's gonna be late when I leave. Yeah. So I don't really know. I don't really know what to do. I'm. Um, I don't know. I'm a little. I'm a little freaked out. I'm a little freaked out, JP. You'll be fine. I think so too. So, but at the moment I walk in here, I have a bottle of liquor and two beers in my hand. He goes, "Well, no wonder you're gonna wreck." I was like, "Yeah, it's true." He's like, "When I think of a, when I think of a car wrapped around the tree, I think of a Corolla." I was like, "Thank you." Yeah. I appreciate You're that. Thank you for that. So, yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah. So, uh, yeah, we're just hanging out. It's nice. I'm glad yeah. to be back. I am full of energy tonight because awesome. I was tired when I got home. I drank an Alani with dinner. Good grief. So, yeah. I, I got all that caffeine. It, it takes about five hours for an energy drink to completely get out of my system. And how we record, by the time I actually take a shower and yeah. go to bed, it'll be about that time. Yeah. So, good. Anyway, what have you been up to, man? I didn't even answer that question for myself. I will follow back. So, what have you been up I've to? I've been good. Uh, it's been busy. Um, but you watched overall, a movie this week. I watched a movie. We'll and talk about it later, like though. I watched a lot of TV. That makes me yeah, happy, at least. Yeah. Um, did a lot of, uh, yeah, yeah, just a lot of 
pleasure watching if that makes yeah i hate that's yeah, exactly that what sounds. it sounds like it's stuff that that pleases me it's not, i didn't i didn't want to try anything uh out of the ordinary anything pleasure new, watching <laughs> experimental i just wanted to stay safe yeah and uh stay in my lane that's what i did we can talk about it later though yeah, so what did you do worked it's in yeah. the month so car biz is busy right now popping it is popping locking um, those yeah. deals, those savings. Yeah, we savings. got lots of stuff. If you need a deal, come to Jolly Johnny. Jolly Johnny. Jolly Johnny. I'll make you some business I cards. I got to a cussing match with one of my bosses oh, wow. this week, though. I hope it's your boss, not the customer. No, boss. No. Customers were in there, though. Like, we got into a shouting match face-to-face. Hopefully, you were cussing to get them those deals. Nope. Oh, okay. I'm very passionate. About it wasn't your- really out of anger. I just thought I would. I came, I was come at a little sideways, and I yeah. don't care who you are. You could be... See, President of the United States, you come at me crossways, I'm going to come back crossways. In the past, that probably would have got you fired. No, I did it a lot more in the past, actually. Because <laughs> there was, there, at least in my last job, I could say now, at least with the Walgreens, there was HR. Yeah. There's no HR where I am. So oh, you can get into yeah. an F-bomb match in the middle of the showroom and not have to worry about losing your job. Well, actually, technically, you, have, you stand more of a chance to get fired at will at a dealership than oh, you do yeah. because there is HR at the other one. <laughs> um, but this one, you know, or my boss. But you make the there. money. I make the money and we really get along. It wasn't like a serious, I mean, it was serious in the moment, but it wasn't like a long-term serious thing. It was, he was having a bad day. Yeah. I came at him with a bad question, I guess. And then I responded poorly to his poor response to me. <laughs> and then we hugged it out five minutes later and moved on. He's a lot like me. So you in know, front of the customers. There was only one customer in the lobby waiting room, and we have this lady. She's 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 an older lady, like God fearing woman. Yeah, really, she really is. She's so sweet. Did she just hide under the and table. No, she goes, boys, boys, <laughs> knock it off. That's and hilarious. we listened. That's hilarious. You know, so. so the customer wasn't your act. Like you weren't helping. No, that no, customer. she was in service getting her car it fixed. Was just, but we just got into a custom match in the middle of that's the showroom. So, so yeah, if you know, but anyway, I say all that because you brought up Jolly Johnny. Yeah. They called me Hostile Johnny that day. Yeah. And Dawson literally said, y'all haven't seen anything. If y'all think this is hostile. <laughs> Dawson, Dawson. He saw Walgreens, Jonathan. Yeah. That was. You are him and Garrett, Mo. D- Garrett equated to working, working under me is like equating to working to Darth Vader. I would love a you memoir. Know what, the Empire was a well-oiled machine. That's, I mean, is that really what they would have how they would have compared your your reign well-oiled machine i was one of the had one of the most efficient stores in the nation okay literally yeah number seven yeah when Admiral i was Thrawn would be very pleased i can say walgreens bro oh you yeah say it now. Say it's it. free walgreens i dominated that place yeah um anyway so that's it no i've just been working a lot uh i, I did watch movies i watched four movies i was gonna watch another one last night but i was tired because we played uh, ticket. I did have. I've been playing some board games. Play Ticket to Ride. Introduced Dawson and Nelly to Tiny Towns. Yeah, uh, I'm the only person that likes Tiny Towns. Listen, for people like me and Abby, um, probably Dawson. Uh, the anxiety is real. Yeah, with with Tiny Towns. I just started stacking. every every decision matters. Well, I also you and Caitlin set up while we were putting Violet to bed last time. Yeah. So me and Abby were both super floored and confused. Yes. Because we're like, I was like, I don't remember any of this. She was, it's because JP and Caitlin set it up. Yes, I was we like, always set up. I was like, I am so confused right now because <laughs> there are all these cards. I don't remember laying cards out. Yeah. All sorts of stuff. And we had these things. I can't remember what they were. Not cottages. Um, Something else. And as you build them, they stack. Every yes. five you have, you get more points. I just invested in nothing but those. And I absolutely, at 85 points. No, there's no, that no. was Ticket to Ride. 80, 85. Okay. Ticket to ride. There's no way you scored At 30 something. 37, I think. 
And yeah. all I did was build those. Yeah. It was great. It's yeah. just, just three pieces. My whole board was these, and I just absolutely floored everybody. But we didn't have mm-hmm. that card when we played. Sure. Um, but yeah, Ticket to Ride, scored 85, had a great game. Mm-hmm. Ticket, decent. I lost, though. Decent. I lost by 10. Oh, yeah. I mean, you say 85, that sounds like a losing score. Really? Oh, yeah. When we play, it's... Well, from our first time, I feel like 85 was pretty good. Yeah. I made the mistake of I should have discarded one card. I started with three, yeah. and then I drew another one for giggles. That that hurt me too. But I am a fan of Ticket to Ride. Anyway, that's my board game talk. I had a great time with Ticket to Ride, and I'm I'm very much thank the Paytons for um for introducing me to board games. We need to have board game night soon. Yeah, for sure. I was okay. gonna say Wednesday, but it's because Caitlin's out of town. That's yeah. why. Well, I mean, she'll be she'll be getting back pretty later though. There's nothing She's more be tired. she'd love to get back from yeah. New Orleans and to come really play wouldn't. board games. Yeah, that's yeah, we'll be fine. But, anyway. uh, so yeah, that's that's good. You can play Baldur's Gate. Uh, I haven't been playing recently. I haven't played Starfield in a week yeah, either. Ever since uh, I, I'm hitting a point in the game where I'm really having to think, mm. and uh, I'm I'm gonna have to grind some stuff out, um, level up, and come back to some things. I think so. I yeah. just I've just haven't had the time. Yeah, there's a new last thing that we'll jump into the trailers. There's a new game out on Game Pass called Lies of P. Yeah, I was wondering. Yeah, I was wondering if you're gonna Pinocchio Dark Souls game. Yeah, I installed it, and there's another game out called Party Animals. Um, it's like a like a Mario Party kind of game where you play yeah. these little animals. It looks great, and I installed that too. Um, so I got I'm gonna have to get on a gaming kick again at some point. But um, I maybe take if I end this month as strong as I think I'm gonna end this month on, I might take a day off, an extra day off next week or something. Yeah, start the weekend. I might play a game or gaming day or something. I don't know. But anyway, um, yeah, let's jump into what we've been watching. Or uh, trailer roundup yeah. because we you did that last did time it. too. Yeah, you did it last <laughs> week, and then this week I almost did it. Um, yeah, th- th- there were quite a few trailers that came out this week, but I've kind of narrowed it down um, to a few. And we'll start with the first one. It's a short film, so short recap. It's called Once Upon a Studio. It's a Disney Plus uh, original film. It's also going to go to ABC. Um, and it's the premise. It, it's hard to tell from the trailer. I just read the synopsis before I posted it on here. Uh, Mickey and Minnie gather all of the Disney characters um, from any animated Disney film to take a giant selfie. That's the point of the film. It's like, I think it's 47 minutes or something like that. Short film. Yeah. And it is just basically one Oh fan service one Oh one. And it doesn't hide that. And this looks great. You get Mickey and Minnie interacting with peach dragon to Anna and Elsa. You get all the different animation styles. Like Moana falls out of the sky of water and then flounder falls right behind her. And so you get 2d and 3d animation right next to each other. Like it's just right up my alley. Like, once Upon a Studio is very, 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 very much of me. It reminds me of the old Toon Disney show, House of Mouse. Did you yeah. watch that? I heard. I mean, I Who's heard all rocking it. at the House of Mouse. I can't remember. I remember that. It just came in my head. Uh, anyway, so yes, I'm excited for Once Upon a Studio. I feel like this is definitely going to be more of a me thing and Abby and Caitlin kind of thing. I don't think you're going to care about this. I could care less about something like this. It is the most boring type of That's entertainment I'm gonna, we need to move on uh to the second one because i'm just gonna get upset yeah. uh well i do have a question okay did you watch free guy i think i've asked you this before ryan Reynolds. i did did the fan service annoy you in the end a little there? bit very very Dawson much so lowered it two whole stars because of the fan service at yeah the end. um free guy was very truman show-esque until the end mm-hmm. and so yeah it was it was kind of disappointing yeah um, so our next trailer is the dream scenario, which if you're a filmie, you know, you know this, you've seen the trailer, you're super excited. Um, mm-hmm. this is Nicholas Cage's new film, a 24 film where he is like a college professor and 
everybody in the entire world is dreaming about him. He's in everybody's dreams every night in a plethora of different ways and interacting with them. Uh, and obviously he becomes a celebrity overnight, um, super, super famous. And as the trailer progresses, as the film will, things get darker and darker and more intense and there's more stakes. And um, this is, I feel like this is going to give us probably the best cage performance of all time. Uh, it's been some of the early reviews on this. Um, obviously there's been a lot of, uh, this movie has already been showing. It's scrutinized? No, 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 no. Oh, I, I mean, it's met with a lot of scrutiny. No, no, no. It's already been screening. Um, yeah, and, tell you right and uh, Tiff and something else. Yeah, surprisingly, this is only like a hundred minute film, so really lean. That's surprising. This feels like a film that should be that way. Well, yeah, it's funny because we were watching it and you, we said it. Uh, what was the first one? You said it gives. You said it gives something it, vibes. Everywhere and I, all at once. Yes, vibes. And I said it gives Bo is afraid. It's and like it's, those two films. Yeah, had a baby, but with half the runtime. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So the hundred minutes tells me mm. this is going to be super. I got a big. Uh, Give me the notes. What do, what do you what do you taste uh, on that Willits? Well, because when I was taking the yeah caramel yeah a caramely vibe caramel apple. Oh, I just said caramel caramel yeah and back to back caramely. It's like a I don't know Willet rare release. Um, I can't recommend that enough. Okay. I every time I drink it, I I am very much happy. Yeah. So anyway, sorry. Uh, dream scenario though at a hundred minutes feels like this movie like some dreams can sometimes um, spiral into like fast paced, quick cutting, like madness, uh, which is kind of what you kind of get at the end of the trailer. Um, I think Cage, Ooh. Cage's character gets a, some kind of, uh, self-awareness in these dreams. And to start, he starts to enact, uh, it's like they turn in from like, just he's a cameo to a nightmare. That's yes. how it starts. Yeah. It's kind of like Elm street. Yeah. And how, what happens in the dream starts to affect the real life. So yeah. people like if he's terrorizing people, their dreams they are coming to kill him in real life. So exactly. it's, I think it's going to blur fact and reality. This is 100% a Jonathan movie. I fully anticipate giving this five stars. I cannot wait. Cannot wait for dream scenario. Um, Oh, we, something to remember though, with this, we mentioned the bows afraid. Ari Aster is a producer for this. That makes so much sense. Yeah. Um, and that gets me even more excited. Yeah. So um, another film that I'm actually pretty excited about, minus a couple reservations, but I think this could be a huge win for me too, is All of Us Strangers starring Paul Mescal, uh, Rachel Foy, or yeah, Rachel Foy, and uh, Jamie Bell and Andrew Scott. Did I get that right? Yes. Wow, that was pretty yeah. good. Off that is on Letterboxd, that is... Everyone that is wow, I am so actually impressing myself for discovering this film today and remembering that. Um, so anyway, Paul Mescal and uh Andrew Scott are um like strangers that live in an apartment maybe together and they become lovers. And in the process, Andrew Scott realizes that he goes or he's gonna decide he's gonna go visit his childhood home. And when he gets there, his parents are dead. Yeah, he has this trauma, trauma, yeah. To do with his but when he goes death. and visits his house, his parents are there like they never aged, but they know he's aged. Um, so, but they're only there if he's in this house. If anybody else goes visit the house, it's just a dilapidated house. No one lives there. So it's like this kind of like a, not thriller is not the right word. Uh, like a, it's like a Twin Peaks romance. It's a fantasy. Yeah. Like it is a, I mean, it's a drama. Um, with mystery, a mysterious love yeah. drama. But Twin Peaks is, Twin Peaks is a, is a great example, I think, because. It questions reality, but it's very mm. much. It I can't tell in my reservation. I can't tell if this is going to be where I won't enjoy it as much. If this is going to be more romance or more I, mystery, a good balance is fine. But by this trailer, I can't tell which they're going to lean into more. I think this will be probably 70 30 romance. 
I would be really appreciate this film if Paul Mescal is somehow involved in the what's happening with the house. Mm. If he knows or what if you see all that cake again? Oh, I'm sure. I was actually about to make a joke. I was ready <laughs> before I moved on. I was going to say one more thing. We we've been primed for a gay romance with Paul Mescal since after <laughs> after Sun. So yeah. and he he's really following the full trifecta here: the father son relationship in Afterlife. Yeah. Super super hot romance with a woman in Carmen. Okay. I haven't seen it yet, but it's a very spicy yeah. film. Yeah. And then now a gay romance in uh, the whole all gambit, of us strangers. Man. He's done all the whole gambit. Yeah. And you know what the common denominator is? Ass stacked like pancakes, baby. Dude is. Yeah. Yeah. Paul Mescal's got them buns, son. Who Who would you compare? Because obviously Paul Mescal is very much like a rising star. Who would you compare him to? Now or when they were rising. His Rising. trajectory, his trajectory, like what would is you compare how Joseph it to? Gordon-Levitt was to me. Joseph really? Gordon-Levitt, not how they look or act. No, no, I'm no, just no. Saying, I'm, like, yes, Joseph Gordon-Levitt was a hot thing for a minute. Like, think about the dark. Now he was I, in yeah, everything. Yeah, no, but for a I while. feel like Joseph Gordon-Levitt didn't have like the. the he didn't have the, the critical darlings. Yeah, but he, he didn't has. have the action capabilities that uh, Gordon-Levitt. What does Paul Mescal? He's going to be. Oh, he's oh, be gladiator. Oh, Paul Mescal yeah. doesn't have the acting. Wait, no, I'm saying doesn't have the action. Gordon-Levitt. What's he been in? Looper. Inception. Okay. I've always forget about him in Inception. That's not action. That doesn't feel he like has some action. I know, but it doesn't, that doesn't there. feel like gladiator but action. Looper's a lot me. of action. Looper, Looper. is. I, that's the one I forget about. He's that in I, need to, I need to revisit. Which, Looper's great. Which we didn't put it. Yeah. I, no, Joseph Gordon-Levitt has a pretty stout filmography. Yeah. Because he was hot for a minute, bro. I know, man. He was on fire for a minute. Um, another one you could look at, um, because you put we're on the spot here. Yeah. Um, maybe Chris Pine. Chris Pine has since gone into more of a artsy art house kind of thing. Yeah. But Chris Pine was in like every blockbuster for a minute as an action guy, and then he kind of just. Paul, I think Muscal's got a little bit better. He's a better actor, I think probably. Yeah, he's he's foreign. Which we as have well. a Chris Pine news story later. He's he's foreign as well, which I think kind of influences decision making better than American mm-hmm. actors. But so. yeah, I think to me, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, because Joseph Gordon-Levitt, even on his rise. Okay. He, and Paul Muscal is still new. He's newer than Joseph Gordon-Levitt, but like Joseph, Joseph Gordon-Levitt did Blockbusters and Indie Art House too. So yeah. I, I think that's kind of where and he's going to... Third Rock from the Sun. Third Rock from the Sun. I know what it is. NBC show, isn't it? Yeah. But I never watched it. Mm. I'm not thinking of 30 Rock. That was an NBC show too, but no. anyway, yeah, uh, all of us strangers, are you gonna watch that? Probably, yeah. Some of the like the Guardian and the Rap Variety, those are some big praise, five star praise from big. I mean, publications. It's sitting on Letterbox right now at a three point seven, and I mean, there are a lot of five stars. Um, yeah, I didn't catch a release date, but I'm excited for this one. Yeah. Um, but honestly, outside of Dream Scenario, you know what I'm excited for the most out of all these? What's that? Old Dads. This is one hundred percent a me movie as well. All these trailers are definitely something like. We, we talk about trailers every week. Now, I do typically go back and watch what we've yeah. discussed if I can. Like this week, there's a couple we've discussed weeks yeah. previous that I wouldn't watch. We appreciate this. Um, you're going to have to step up your movie game over, no, over the I kinda like years. I kind of like this dynamic of, of you putting in the effort and me just like trying See, to keep I, up. I, I, I miss hearing your reviews on things. I, because I that's, why I, that's why I add more news stories. Listen, I have when to... When you don't have I things have, to review. I have to dedicate so much, so much... To these scary movies, man. Yeah, no, I gotta I get prepare. It for this, like, and I gotta prepare. I'm gonna go ahead and spoil Thursday's episode a little bit. Yeah, I haven't told you this. This is another one of those live reactions here. 
we're kicking spooky season off this this next one. Okay. With I haven't I haven't decided okay. yet. And to make up cuz we're getting close now. We're going to have to do some trilogies like we did in Nicolas Cage. To make up for just to get some of the oh, core three spookies movies? in, we're going to have to do some of that. Yeah. Yeah. So just just and honestly some of them are shorter. So I that's understand. okay. Anyway, but yeah, we're actually going to get into some scary stuff now from here on out. Okay. So and I feel like the ones for this Thursday we're, we're a little dip. We're a little further in the horror genre than the Nicolas Cage ones. We can save it for Thursday because so, I have I have opinions. Okay, I can't wait to hear them. Yeah. Um. So anyway, old yeah, old, old dads. dads, Bill Burr, Netflix original. Uh, this is one of those movies. It's a bummer. It's going to Netflix in a way because I feel like this one will have been would have been one of the better comedies to release in theaters this year because you had No Hard Feelings, which was just okay. The Machine, which was just okay. Strays, which was just okay. Uh, Joyride, just okay. Like, there's been just a lot of okay comedies, which is better than the last 10 years. There's just been a lot of bad comedies. So I'm happy that we're getting the rise of raunchy comedies back. But Old Dads, and it's 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 also one of those films that you can tell by the trailer, they only showed a handful of funny parts. Like, it wasn't like the whole, you know, a lot of, like, The Machine, for instance. Yeah. All the funniest parts. Like, I laughed out loud in the trailer for The Machine every time I watched it. And then when I went and saw the movie, I was like, okay, yeah, this was definitely trailer heavy. Like comedy, yeah. This one feels like they're holding back a lot. Plus, I respect Bill Bar, Bill Burr, and Bobby Cavanaugh. Yeah, like this looks like a really fun, raunchy, hard R rated comedy. And as a millennial, I feel like I can actually relate to the crotchety old man kind of thing now. Um, I've, I'm, yeah. I'm, I feel like I can relate to these characters, not because of the dad part. I mean, I do, I am a dad, but just because like I don't relate to like Gen Z as much now. Yeah, like I feel like I will relate to this film a little bit. So, um, old dads coming to Netflix this year. Uh, this is very much my type of comedy. I think kind of like, I still love wild hogs with Tim Allen, John Travolta, Martin Lawrence, and William H. Macy. Um, have you ever seen that one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's not seen wild hogs. I'm sure some people haven't. Anyway. Yeah. That's definitely for me. Uh, old dads. Very excited about what about you? I, I was honestly surprised to hear the premise of this movie and surprised to not see Adam Sandler and the crew all in line to do this because this 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 feels like a happy, happy Madison. Gilmore, uh, this feels like a happy yeah. Madison production. <laughs> the um, um, it it is. I mean, Bill Burr. Like I said it once we watched the trailer. Like there's there's really funny in the moments in the trailer, and in 2023, I don't think anybody could get away with it. Um, like Bill Burr can. His comedy specials are hilarious. He is. Um, Everything he does makes me laugh. Yeah. And I think it's it's very, uh, you know, the whole casting Bobby uh, Cannavale. And uh, I thought just by glance, I thought Bokeem uh, Woodbine was... All bald black men look like Dave Chappelle. (laughs) That's not what I said. (laughs) But knowing that this is a Netflix movie and Chappelle's relationship with Netflix, I... You know, it wasn't honestly. It I wasn't thought it, when, I, when I first saw, I, if I had watched, I had saw the poster first, yes. and I immediately thought it was Dave Chappelle too. Yeah. But I didn't watch the trailer live. I would have thought the same thing. Yeah. You did, so, but yeah. Bill Burr is awesome. Bobby Cannavale. So, is this one of those Netflix films you think will actually will be a good one? I will have to. Rem- I'll have to remember and make myself watch it. But I will remind you. I would enjoy it for sure. I think so too. This was a pretty good batch of trailers for yeah. me though, because I will actually not force myself to like. I force myself to watch oh. some trailers. Remind me, there's a trailer that I didn't put on here because, A, I'm not sure it was released recently or whatever, but... What is it? 
It might remind you now. What is it? We're talking about trailers. Once, uh, shoot. Lawrence of Arabia? No. Lawrence. Once upon. Once upon. Once within a tail. Once within a tail. Tail. Tail? Tail. Tail. Like a a story. Yeah, tail. That's what I said. Tail. Tail. Tail, tail. Great video tail, game tail. publisher. If you uh, play play the games. Also, while he's looking this up, the acqui- the Microsoft acquisition of Activision, dude. That is a that's a lot of words right there. Microsoft okay. acquisition of Activision got cleared in England, which is the last hang up. So, Call of Duty, all the Call of Duties are going to be coming to Game Pass, and I am not ready for the huge uptick that's going to bring to gaming. It's called Once Within a Time. Once Within a Time. Okay. Should, what we, is should we just take a second, and watch this trailer, and give yeah, an instant yeah. reaction? Yeah, so give us a pause and let's go. Okay, so we just watched the trailer for once within a time. And I, I just feel like I need to re-quote uh, a scene from um, Anchorman to <laughs> adequately explain how I feel about this trailer. Um, I'm going to be quoting Veronica Corningstone's character um, played by Christina Applegate. Mr. Burgundy, you have a massive erection. And now I'm going to be quoting Ron Burgundy played by Will Ferrell. Um, it's the pleats. It's the pleats and the plants. Don't act like you're not impressed. But the fact of the matter is now, unquotes, I have a raging erection because of how amazing and totally for me, once upon, or once within a time, that what it is? Once within a time. Once within a time is. This is, I don't know how you bottle up a trailer and make it like, hey, Jonathan's going to give this five stars just based on what the trailer is, but this is that, uh, once Within a Time is kind of like... Have you ever seen Fantastic Planet? I haven't yet. I'll, Th- that would I'll be a hell of a it. double feature. Um, <laughs> this is basically what I would call a modern interpretation of Fantastic Planet, but live action. Now, yeah. obviously, there's a lot of going to be you know, animation aspects to this. Not in like traditional animation, you know what I mean, yeah. by seeing the trailer. It's hard to describe. Um, Divinity, which also comes out this year. Very much divinity-ish as far in a lot as of ways. The um, the effects, the way it's some monochromatic kind of things. Yeah, and that's not even monochromatic, but it almost feels it. I don't know, but basically, the, the I just got super, super, super fantastic planet vibes from that, and that's I, a good thing. Honestly, it felt kind of Terry Gilliam esque. Yeah, I yeah, that's a good call. Good call um, as far as like this feels, it kind of feels like uh, it's a lot of, lot of practical. Uh, effects to it but it is is just off the wall um, it says this is 2022 yeah i think it might have showed probably in some festivals oh, or Dawson something has like it on his watch list yeah uh, but yeah. it's only a, a 50 minute runtime that's fine so i mean it could be 10 minutes and i'd yeah. be happy i could watch that trailer and looking at the cast though you see that cast let's see mike tyson <laughs> yes wow i mean I, I don't know if this will be a subbed movie, if this will be all English. Like, I, I don't know what the case. The description of it, uh, Letterboxd has this once, once within a time is an anarchic comedy uh, told without words, a sensory, oh, a sensory feast to be felt through art and music. Uh, the multidisciplinary work shows us life on Earth as humanity clashes with the five fundamental elements Earth, air, water, fire, and money. Uh, headed towards a critical moment of choice between annihilation and redemption. Okay, I'm I'm just all in. Okay. I I mean I don't know what else to say besides yeah. I am 
all the way in on this film. Like, I don't know if May Nally takes requests, but I would definitely submit this if oh, it was possible. Me too. me too. I I'll talk to Dawson about it tomorrow. Okay, because he's got an in. Oh, he's watching Bottoms right now. Oh, good for him. Which I we were about to jump into what we've been watching. So and let's do it, man. I'll just jump into Bottoms. Jump That's right the first the thing on there. Uh, so Bottoms. Um, if you ever watched the movie Blue Mountain State, yes, or the TV show. Yes. Speaking of which, on Voodoo, which you have, do you have access still to my Voodoo? Yeah. Good. Did you watch the invitation on my yeah. Voodoo? Okay. Uh, and Tusk. Okay. Good. Yeah, yeah. So my Voodoo, I, I only had season one of Blue Mountain State on there. Mm-hmm. Well, the other two seasons, two and three, were four ninety nine a piece. I bought them both because it's Blue Mountain State, and I bought Spy Kids too because I had Spy Kids one and three, didn't have two. So, and I also bought some spooky movies. Yeah. I don't know if you saw that. Uh, if you did see what I purchased recently, you would also be getting an idea of some of the things we're about to be watching. Okay. Um, anyway, so listen, Bottoms is freaking awesome. Good to hear. This is, I, I think I, no, I tweeted it. I don't really use Twitter. I No, I'm on Twitter all day, every day, but I, I don't tweet anymore. No, same way. But I still use it. It's like my main source for news. Yeah. Um, but I, I tweeted a rare tweet and I was like, Blue Mountain State, or Bottoms is basically Blue Mountain State for women, and I love it. Yeah. This gave me so much Blue Mountain State vibes, but from like a female perspective, this was amazing. So uh, just a brief synopsis of the film via Letterboxd. A movie about empowering women, parentheses, the hot ones. PJ and Josie start a fight club as a way to lose their virginities to cheerleaders. Uh, They are lesbians. The fight club gains traction and soon the most popular girls in school are beating each other up in the name of self-defense, but the pair find themselves in over their heads and need and in need of a way out uh, before their plan is exposed. Um, so this stars Rachel Snow, Ao, I can never pronounce her last name, Ao Edebiri, yeah, from um, the Bear, the Bear, and Theater Camp last week. Yeah, she's weeks. also uh, in uh, shoot. What was that? Called? What was the TV show called? I don't know. Uh, About the teachers. The teachers, yeah, in Abbott Philly. Elementary. Abbott Elementary. I don't watch yeah. Abbott Elementary, oh, but you should watch Abbott um, Elementary. It's also got a bunch of other people I don't know. So the only of the names I do know is Marshawn Lynch. Oh, uh, Marshawn um, Lynch is in this. Slate. Uh, oh shoot, she was in the Idol. She was also in Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Rachel Snow. Yeah. Oh, well, I know her. Oh, I That's thought you. I, I thought you didn't mention her. I was oh, no, like surprised. Yeah, I said Rachel Snow and Ao Edeberry. Yes. And then the only then there's a bunch of people I don't know in the film, and then obviously Marshawn Lynch. Sorry, I. I I yeah. just blacked out. Sorry. So yeah, the premise of the story is, you know, Rachel Snow and A.O. Atabiri, which I'm done saying their names, yeah. PJ and Josie. They are lesbians who have yet to have their, um, uh-huh. you know, virginities yeah. taken. And they decide uh, their senior year to create this elaborate story about going to juvie to build street cred. So they said they spent their summer in juvie and in juvie, they learned how to fight and stand up for themselves and all this stuff. Right. So they decide they're going to have a fight club. And the jocks of this school, the football team, are like the dumbest bricks ever. It's basically like Blue Mountain State. It's a bunch of Thad Castles basically on this team. Yeah. And the main star is like Thad Castle 101, but maybe even dumber. Nice. Um, so that, just like I said, I just loved the Blue Mountain State vibes of this. I just can't stress it enough. I, this was just, that's half my rating just because I felt like I was watching like a alternate universe of Alex Moran and freaking... Uh, that that it was awesome yeah anyway um so it goes without saying if you haven't watched blue mountain state go watch blue mountain state it's one of the most undersung best comedies of our generation it's great anyway um so they start this fight club for women only which marshawn lynch is a teacher there and he ends up sh- uh, being the sponsor for it um 
shockingly reluctant sponsor, but he, he was pretty funny. Marshawn Lynch actually provided quite a few yeah, laugh out loud moments. Um, and in this, it gains a lot of traction. They gain a lot of respect for people. And then one of the football players, they're like, there's like, there's the main star who's the dumbest one and his best friend who's yeah. like his watch out guard dog, right? Uh-huh. He ends up exposing them and then like that spirals out and then like, you know, a couple of them do sleep with some different cheerleaders and then now they're the villains and they look bad and the big rivalries come into town and, but turns out the rival gang is trying to take out the rival football team, trying to take out the main star who, you know, now the girls are out having to use their fight club skills to take out the football, male football team of the other team. It's hilarious. Yeah. So it's, it's a, just a stupid premise executed fantastically. Like, I don't want to, this is a brand new movie on VOD, didn't do a long run in theater, so I don't want to spoil anything, but I definitely recommend Bottoms. Bottoms is a, actually really, Barbie's the funniest movie still I've seen this year, but Bottoms actually gave it a run for its money. Like, Bottoms was pretty funny. You will, you will obviously have the uh, mainstream following of Barbie, but Bottoms will have a very good cult following. Oh, this is, this isn't trying to be a cult following movie. This is no, just, but it was one thousand percent like ten years be like playing that, not to drive in, but like Maiden Alley is like an anniversary kind of thing. Yeah. Bottoms is a cult classic for fact. Um, something that I miss about like what you were talking about, um, Blue Mountain State and and just movies and TV shows like that. Not another teen movie. No, not a teen movie. Uh, is the fact that the people playing teens obviously aren't no, teens no like they, they look like adults act like adult type of thing um they're not trying to you know yeah it's just the whole netflix thing it, it's i don't know the whole casting of teenagers that are built and whatever look like adults but it's just it's a weird dynamic and mm-hmm. bottoms is more more just like a comfortable uh something you're used to type of vibe yeah bottoms is great Watch it, and okay. The director is Emma Selgaman. Yeah, thanks for saying name. She directed another Rachel Sano movie called uh, Shiva Baby, uh, which yeah. I heard is really good, but I haven't seen it. So, for a new director, I'm excited to see what she does. Um, second movie. Uh, this is definitely a JP movie. I can't, re- oh. I, and I'm not going to go into super detail because to talk yeah, about it too much is to spoil I, it. You spoiled it for yourself. No, I I I tried to watch this one. You didn't like it. I could not get into it so you're talking about nandor fodor and the talking mongoose yes uh why don't you why don't you talk to us about it i'm gonna read the letterbox to start okay in 1935 hungarian american parapsychologist nandor fodor began his investigation of a strange occurrence on the isle of man an average british family the irvings claimed to have been contacted by mysterious entity at their farm a talking mongoose named jeff or geff pronounced jeff love it um so this movie is a Simon Pegg movie, and it is a Simon Pegg movie. If you know, you know. Yeah. Um, also, Mini Driver with a shockingly hefty amount of Christopher Lloyd, which I Love really it. enjoyed yeah. that. Um, he's been. I feel like he's been in a lot of stuff recently, though. Yeah, he's been, like The Mandalorian. This yeah. um, was another film he was in recently. I saw. Uh, game of us. Um, and then the, Ruth Connell, which I'll just give a quick shout out to her because I love Supernatural. If you know Supernatural, she played. Uh, Crow- Rowena Crowley's mom so super excited to see her in a film again uh, or to see her to, uh, just in get in general so um, 
it's 96 minutes, which is perfect for this film. Any longer would have definitely graded, I think, anybody's nerves. I mean, not like by a minute or two, but this would have been like a two-hour film way too long. 96 minutes is about the perfect runtime for this. This is just a quirky Simon Pegg movie. Like, I, the performances were all exactly what I expected, which was good, and even you know, even subverted some of my expectations. It was less campy than I anticipated it being. It actually reminded me of See How They Run somehow, which is funny. Yeah. Because uh, it's nothing like See How They Run, but it gave me See How They Run vibes. Um, and I was just thoroughly entertained from beginning to end and actually like on the edge of my seat, not like in a thriller way, but like, what are they going to do with this? Because I had no spoilers and like I'm looking at it right now. It's got a 3.2 on Letterboxd and I only have... Let's see, I follow on Letterboxd 1800 people and only three or four people have seen this film three stars three stars three stars five stars are my are my ratings for the people i have it and i landed at a three and a half star gotcha Uh, so i mean the the synopsis is exactly what it is i mean christopher lloyd and simon Pegg are uh, and simon Pegg's mentors christopher lloyd they're parapsychologists that go and debunk you know uh paranormal or supernatural experiences and like yeah. prove why it's not supernatural so this talking mongoose you know simon Pegg goes to the explorer and there's maybe some more to the story than seems to be uh like i said i'm not gonna spoil this one because it's brand new yeah um but i think if you're into weird quirky british comedies this is very much a weird quirky british comedy if you're not into weird if you don't like any simon Pegg stuff you're not gonna like this film uh which it's funny too because i'm actually not overly fond of Simon Pegg stuff. I mean, I just doesn't dislike it. He's just pretty hit and miss with me. Yeah. Which I am the odd man out. People either typically love him or hate him. I don't, I'm not either. I just kind of like him. Um, yeah, I really like Nandor Fodor and the talking mongoose. So you tried to watch this. Yeah. I started watching it one night and, um, I'll be honest. I was trying to get some stuff done while I was trying to watch it. Mm -hmm. And this movie is super dialogue heavy. Yeah, like well, which super, surprised me a little bit. Yeah, um, I think like the first thirty minutes, it was just straight. And Minnie Driver dialogue. Gives us really, she has some of the longest expositions really? <laughs> in this film. Yeah, she did a really good job. Um, yeah, from what I saw, Minnie Driver, the uh, sneaky hot. I mean, Minnie Driver's always been attractive. Yeah, I just don't see. Yeah. It. I had to go look at her filmography. I was like, oh yeah, I've seen her a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah she's super sneaky hot in this film. Uh, but. I eventually ended up stopping because I had to focus on what I was doing and just told myself I wanted to, because I do think I will like this. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was, I could already tell I was missing a lot. Yes. So, this is, yeah. You can't, especially you can't passively watch this especially movie. Especially when Christopher Floyd, Christopher Floyd is introduced, um, kind of the, the conundrum that they're kind of facing with the talking mongoose. It, it there's just, I knew I was going to miss something if I wasn't paying yeah. attention. Uh, you should definitely revisit it. I think you would enjoy it. Um, I I think this is a really fun film, and if you partake in drugs or alcohol or <laughs> hang out with people, this is a definitely a like fun buzzed or probably stoned movie to watch with people. Not recommending or not recommending. I'm just saying if you are one of those people, you will probably find great enjoyment out of this film, and I definitely think it's a fun film to watch with people. So um, yeah, okay. Endor, Fodor, and the Talking Mongoose, fun little outing. Uh, since since I only have two left, you go ahead and break yours on me. Well. I told you a rewatch. Yeah, because I did. Uh, I did a rewatch of uh, Ocean's Eleven because whenever I decided I couldn't watch uh, Nando or Fodor, I yeah. was something that I knew I could watch. And uh, even though this is probably more comparable to whatever you throw on whenever you're hanging out with Violet, um, yeah. it Ocean's Eleven, man, it just it it fits 
every mood, every, you know, situation I might be in in life. And it just, it just does the trick, man. I need to rewatch Caitlin, Oceans, man. Yeah, Caitlin always comes in at weird points on movies for me, and she sits down, and we had this whole, not argument, but, you know, when Caitlin, like, questions something, she's just, like, fervently, like, well, why is it not this, or why is it like that type of thing? Has when she it's seen so these obvious. movies? Yeah, she's she's seen them, but okay. it's, like, when she, it's her way of interacting with me about them, and I I understand that. <laughs> I, I put up with it. Uh, but she, she was confused why, uh, Jennifer Gardner's or, um, not Jennifer Gardner. Holy crap. What's her name? Jennifer Connelly? No. Maybe it is Jennifer Gardner. Is that her name? In Ocean's Eleven? Yeah. Hang on. I gotta go look. It's been, dude, I've only, you're gonna hate me. I've only seen all the Ocean's movies one time a piece. That's really sad, man. Yeah. It is Julia Roberts. Yeah, Julia Roberts. I'm an idiot. Uh, anyways, she was really confused why uh, the idea of Julia Roberts being married uh, to Danny Ocean, George Clooney, she, and why she would even come back to him after she left him. Yeah. And I had to explain, you know, because <laughs> she never stopped loving him. She was mad at him because she found out he was a thief. He had to prove to her that Tony, the, you know, the, um, the casino owner that yeah. he was stealing from that, you know, he didn't really love her. He cared about his job. And once he did that, or once he, once he revealed that to her, she came back to him. It's true love. True love always finds a way. Tony. That's this, yeah. Tony Bennett, not Tony Bennett. Tony. It's, a. Uh, um, Maybe it's not Tony Bennett. That's, oh, yeah, that's Bernie Mac's in this one, too. Yeah. Terry. Terry Benedict. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, I know yeah, this yeah. movie. Okay. Uh, Andy Garcia plays him. Yeah, because I, I was trying to think. I was, I was thinking of Andy Garcia, and I was like, wait, I, it's been too long, so I was pulling yeah. it up. Yeah. Uh, I love this movie. It's it's a vibe. I'm excited. I will rewatch all of these when the new one releases in order. So when the Ryan Gosling and uh, Margot Robbie... Um, have they announced prequel? that this is a this is like a reboot? It's a prequel. Okay, so it's we might we might get like some nineteen seventies style. I that would be ideal, and I can't. That I would, would be love awesome. that to be the case. Uh, but we'll see. But, but yeah, yeah, when that happens, I will rewatch all the oceans. So I watched. Yeah, I watched oceans, and I watched a lot of TV. Which uh, we'll get into that. Oh, you want that. me to yeah, hold we'll, off? Yeah, okay. we'll hold off because yeah, I want to talk that's about. That's all I watch TV wise. Even watching then. Ahsoka. Yes. Okay, so we'll talk about that because okay. I, I, I am caught up. So yeah, me too. Okay, so we'll we'll discuss that in a minute. Um, so the next two, and I'll breeze through these because I didn't really love either one, um, which is shocking for me because p- people say I'm too generous with my ratings a lot of the time. Um, I did not really like either of these next two films, so I'll start with Blue Beetle. I am notoriously nice to superhero films because I love superhero movies. I mean, I'm just a nerd, man. Uh, Blue Beetle sucked ass. I wow. do not like it. Uh, hot. Two, two and a half stars, which is low for me. If you see my ratings, that is a low rating for me. Um, I found this movie to be hammy acted, way heavy fisted, uh, way too cliche, way too predictable. I thought freaking, and this is saying something. I thought Susan Sarandon was awful. Uh, she plays one of the main she plays Victoria Cord, yeah. one of the main baddies the, the main baddie really in this film I thought her acting was 
atrocious, but not because of her acting. This dialogue was so bad. The script of this movie is one of the worst I've ever seen in a big, but not like in a big budget, like a blockbuster form. Like this movie is so bad. Some re- there are some really neat ideas here, and Blue Beetle is a super cool character, but not a single single character in this film worked for me, except for maybe George Lopez, and even then, I I found him to be annoying, obnoxious, and cliched. Um, oh. Blue Beetle is just not good. Blue Beetle is a very it gives into all the worst types of superhero stereotypes and does nothing original, does nothing exciting. Um, you know, it's got a 3.1 on Letterboxd, and I'm just going to be honest, a lot of the reason, a lot of the stuff I've read about it is, oh, hey, we finally get a Hispanic superhero. Cool, fantastic. Sucks that it's this, because yeah. this movie's bad. Yeah, it, it... The Flash is better than this. Whoa. I'm serious. It, it did feel like whenever you, you speak to, like, the representation side of it, it, it fell into the trap of, oh, we get to spotlight this this heritage let's mm-hmm. let's just oh they blast, mean it's let's too just hard. plaster it everywhere everywhere it's it's obnoxious yeah. i mean it, it would be the same way if it was any other it's just not good yeah, yeah. it's not even the main reason it doesn't make the up for a bad, bad it does not you're saying it does not make up for a bad script exactly that's it's the point so bad yeah it's so bad everything's a joke i mean and that's i mean marvel that's a marvel thing right i mean you've got you got george lopez as playing the father figure i'm no, guessing uncle. no he's not the obnoxious he's uncle. uncle oh so day okay yeah, so that makes it even worse. Okay. I have to say, it's just movies just cliche, cliche, stereotype, I stereotype. Gotcha. It's just not good. It's not good. It's very bad, actually. I really disliked Blue Beetle. And like, there's nothing even to discuss. It's a stu- superhero movie, an origin story superhero movie. Yeah. So it's not good. It's just not good. Don't watch Blue Beetle. I'm, I'm telling right. it right now. Don't watch Blue Beetle. And I guarantee you, James Gunn does not pick this up as a franchise to go forward with. No. So I mean, I hope he picks up Blue Beetle. Cause that's like they don't need this actor to carry him. No, he's not even a good actor in my opinion. Wow. So I mean, there was nothing to me to recommend about this movie, besides the concept could be, could have been good. It is really bad. Yeah. Um, another movie that was also really bad and lower rated is the Retirement Plan with Nicolas Cage. Yeah. Uh, this blew my mind that I hated it so much. I'm this gonna is read... one. This is one we did a trailer review on a few weeks we back. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and read the description for you, okay? On Letterbox, People change, assassins don't. When Ashley and her young daughter Sarah get caught up in a criminal enterprise that puts her lives at risk, she turns to the only person who can help, her estranged father, Matt, currently living, that, living the life of a retired beach bum in the Cayman Islands. The reunion is fleeting as they are soon tracked down on the island by crime boss Donnie as Lieutenant Bobo. As Ashley, Sarah, and Matt become entangled in an increasingly dangerous web, Ashley quickly learns her father had a secret past that she knew nothing about and that there is more to her father than meets eye. So Nicholas Cage is obviously your star. Um, Ashley Green is <laughs> Ashley Green plays Ashley, his daughter, and then Ron Perelman plays Bobo and Jackie Earl Haley plays Donnie and Ernie Hudson plays one of Nicholas Cage's friends, Joseph. Um, those are your big names. I mean, Rick Fox is in this too, and some other cameos. But you have some pretty decent heavy hitters in this film. Yeah, and they all do okay. But man, everything about this movie. I mean, the script sums it up. I mean, there's. Nicholas Cage is the next, you know, basically CIA FBI assassin, um, and is just a burnout on the beach, and then reactivates all of his skills to save his family. Um, but it's kind of, it kind of gives stoner comedy vibes. This movie has an identity crisis; it has no clue what it wanted to be. Every performance, including most of Nick Cage's, felt super phoned in. Like everybody had an excuse to go to the Cayman Islands for a vacation. Like nothing about this film was good either. Like it just felt very cardboard. If it wasn't Nicholas Cage. 
or uh, Jackie. Ron Perlman even felt super phoned in. It's Ron Perlman. But uh, I thought Jackie Earl Haley was okay, and I thought Nicolas Cage was okay. I thought everybody else was awful. Awful. Boring, cardboard, cashing a check, hanging out at the islands. Like, it just... Just was just wasn't good, and like I, I normally can find at least three star value in any Nicolas Cage film, but I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it in this one, and it's a bummer. And you know, I'm bummed. I don't really have anything else to say about it. It just wasn't a good movie. I mean that that's surprising. Um, I remember you had a reaction much similar to uh, uh, once uh, the machine. No. You you thought you would love this movie? I did. Yeah, it felt Which, like this was like Beach Bum Nicholas Cage, who's yeah, a former assassin. It, it this was, was like right, great. It was coming right out of uh, your Nicholas Cage kind of fest that you kind of threw for yourself. Yeah, um, yeah it was super, really disappointing, man. I'm yeah, sorry. I'm sorry about bummer, that. And like the fact that I have Primal rated higher than this is just That's astounding. Rough. Yeah, astounding, man. So yeah, maybe you're refining your taste little by little. Universally, that nobody likes. It's got a two point three on Letterbox. So I shouldn't watch this. No. If no. you're a Nicolas Cage completionist like I am, yeah, you got to watch I it. I probably should watch it just to help even out my curve on my ratings, but, you know. I mean, it doesn't wrong. It's not the worst movie I've ever seen. Like, there yeah. are moments of enjoyment out of this film. Like, I could watch it again. Do I want to? No, but could I? Yes. Um, but not anytime soon, of course. But, mm-hmm. yeah, and that's all uh, That's all I've watched besides Ahsoka. Let's talk about Ahsoka, man. What a freaking great show. Yeah. I mean, now, granted, a lot of people are saying it's fan service, fan service, but, yeah, but it's the best kind of fan service. I- <laughs> So, I mean, our our experience with Star Wars is a little bit different. It's been cataloged in this this podcast alone. Once we did, uh, once we kind of opened this whole podcast uh, reviewing Star Wars, but I so I know that Ahsoka is based off you know the Clone Wars character, mm-hmm. uh, which then dives into Star Wars Rebels. Um, isn't there another? Is there another one outside of Rebels? I don't think that so. Ahsoka's in. Yeah. No. Okay. Oh uh, well, it tells tells of the Jedi. Is that a kids one? No. Okay. I don't but know. It's that. an anthology. Gotcha. Gotcha. Actually, well, they may even be standalones. The point being, there's a lot of lore that goes into this there series. Is a ton Dave, of lore. Dave Filoni, who is one of the, you know, big, you know, he he's a visionary for a lot of the Star Wars stuff now. He he's he, probably the shining. Oh star yeah, in the yeah. Star he's Wars he's world. the true North right now. Um, I think a lot of people would would feel that way. I think uh, so. Yeah, he he's paved the way for this character, and with the release of Ahsoka, one of the big complaints has just been I don't know what's going on. I feel like I should know more. There's obviously mm-hmm. more going on, and coming from somebody who doesn't know everything, but still kind of has their ear to the ground to kind of get at least a little. You talk about you, yeah, to get like a pulse of what's happening. I feel like I'm tracking pretty well. Yeah, um, I haven't seen all the Clone Wars or Rebels, but yeah. I know I, I know enough to not be lost in what's happening. I think some of the stuff that they're having to explain, I think it is pretty heavy, heavy handed. Um, but I I love the casting. I mm-hmm. love Rosario Dawson's great, and so is Ray Stevenson. I'm really bummed that he's yeah. dead. <laughs> the Ray Stevenson character uh, stole his first name. Stole? Skull, skull, something skull. Uh, but yeah, his character has been awesome. Um, yeah, I forget her name, but Ahsoka, like the, that, that was a fan casting. Rosario Dawson. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Uh, that was that was a fan casting. Never like there's not been 
a better resulted type of fan casting than I feel like this has been. She nails it. Yeah. Yeah. So this week had a huge reaction. Yes. The most recent one because you got your Thrawn live action debut. I guess if you haven't seen, you know. Now everybody known, everybody knew Thrawn was coming. I mean, that wasn't. That was he was, was like the night he's like the night king. It was presented like in the first episode. Yeah. And also previously in yeah. Mandalorian. Like we've known Thrawn was coming. Obviously, I hadn't seen Mandalorian enough to, to know. Yeah, Ahsoka. Ahsoka's all in Mandalorian. Okay. You haven't seen all the Mandalorian? I haven't seen, I haven't seen the most recent. How? Oh, you should watch both of those. I'm good. You know, you really should. Okay. They're, they're a really good film. Like Mandalorian is basically like a Western. It's great. You should. Mandalorian is just good for anybody. It's good stuff. But yeah, they casted Lars Mikkelsen, who voiced him in the Clone Wars and Rebels, um, to actually be him, which I think was a good choice because his voice just carries over. Mm-hmm. And then the Ezra Bridges, you get intru- Bridgers, Bridges, Bridgers, Bridgers. Um, he's introduced in this episode too, and I didn't necessarily love his aesthetic, but I also they did a good job with it. I, it's hard kind of. I've hard heard. To, I've heard the overall fan reaction, like. The fan fans have, have liked it. Yeah, and I think I like it. I, I, just, I feel like it could have been a tad better, <laughs> yeah. but as a whole, I mean, it's, it's pretty there's, good. There's some... Uh, we need that we need to be introduced to what Ezra brings to the table in all this, because if you don't have any, all we know, if you don't have the backstory, all you know is he helped prevent this big war. Right. That's all we know. Yep. And so we need some kind of example of what he, he brings to the table. Um, as far as a Jedi, it probably won't come this season. But um, how many more episodes? Not many. It's uh, that was six. I can't be I more than eight. Okay, two episodes. You you got your penultimate episode. That's like something big's about to happen. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure it's going to revolve around Thrawn. I'm still hoping. So I didn't put this in the news. I almost did because it's kind of video game related. But the fact that Cameron Monahogan is the main character, I'm sure. I think we're going to get across. So I think Cameron Monahogan is going to make his live action debut. Which they soon. he he mentioned that. They are gonna do Jedi three. Yeah, that's, that's game, what I'm saying. That's, I almost game. put yeah. it in the news. I didn't. I think he's gonna show up in a live action Disney I hope Plus so. series yeah, very soon. It'd be amazing. And he's he's alive in this timeline. Man. So, because um, the hidden path is a huge part of the second game. Yeah, and that's in Obi Wan Kenobi and in Ahsoka mentioned. Yeah. Uh, so it would make sense to have Cameron Monaghan in this. Uh, to have him, Ahsoka, and Ezra Bridges all alive at the same time would be pretty cool and Sabine and I I think there's gonna be I think they're gonna do a lot of world building in this in this new galaxy that we're introduced into it's it's yeah I'm I'm super excited and obviously it's gonna affect the galaxies that we know and love too with Thrawn because I've read this actually weird I've read the two Star Wars novels I've read have been Thrawn novels yeah um Thrawn's a super interesting character I think is gonna be fantastic I do worry about the actor they cast at him because he's a great voice actor I have I didn't see enough in this episode to decide if he's a great live action actor. I mean, he's a he's a Michaelis or uh, Mickelson. Mickelson. But I he's mean, not. He ain't Mads. It doesn't. Yeah, it'll be fine. I hope so. I trust it because Thrawn is such a dynamic character, and originally Benedict Cumberbatch was rumored to be him. Yeah, he he would have made a great Thrawn. Is he dynamic though? Like yes, physically dynamic. For Thrawn Thrawn doesn't have to be. Exactly. So if the voice actor was good enough for the TV show. Oh, yeah, I get what you're saying. I, I get what you're saying. But for uh, maybe not for a TV show because it's not Benedict Cumberbatch. But I, I get the vibe. I get the vibe that it, he will bring it. Yeah, I'll, I hope so. I'm not, first episode in, I, I'm, I'm or with him introduced, I'm, I'm here for it. But yeah, Ahsoka's great, man. What do you think of the Anakin episode? 
it's a beautiful. It, it was really, really beautiful. Was. Um, yeah, it, it just goes to show that Hayden Christensen was never the problem. Mm-mm. It was a it was script. It sure was. <laughs> it was script. But as a whole, Ahsoka is a breath of fresh air. I mean, that's that's not really an insult though either, or overhyping it because the Mandalorian's great to me. I enjoyed Book of Boba Fett. Yeah, it it really is surprising to think that Marvel would be in a worse case scenario than Star Wars, which I think. Coming, I think Star Wars is more important. Well, in com- terms of like IP, to not mishandle. I don't know, man. When you talk about an overall marketable, marketable, like property, you've got the comic books, you've got like all the action figures, all this stuff. Like Marvel is the cash pot. Yeah, I think overall, but I think they. I think the tides are turning. Back I don't know, to Star man. Wars. Which yeah. I don't really care. As long as I get good content, I don't I don't care at all. Yeah. So that mattered to me. But yeah, Ahsoka's great. You have any other closing thoughts on it? No, I'm gonna I can't wait to watch this uh penultimate episode. Yep, me neither. Um so that brings us to the news. Um we've got a few episodes or a few uh topics to discuss. Uh first one and most importantly, the WGA and AMPTP have officially reached a tentative deal on a new contract that is the your writers and screen actors guild have reached an agreement with like all the major executives for Netflix, Amazon, yeah. all that stuff, Disney. Um, and it looks like they accepted it. So our strike is over. It didn't last long enough to really, really, I mean, it lasted a while, but it sounds like no major, major disruptions. Like, I don't think we're going to have like what happened last time or we like stuff is a year plus pushback. I think you may have a few months pushes and stuff like that. Um, but as a whole, it doesn't matter. I'm just glad it's over. Yeah. Um, I think it will help the TV side of things for sure. Uh, we just have to, we just got to hope and pray that, you know, the Actors Guild kind of falls, falls suit and they get a deal made soon. Um, I think some of the issues that are brought up are, they're similar. And one of the main things that was always kind of understood is, you know, kind of once the writers are taken care of, actors kind of, follow suit mm-hmm. um but i think there is some like some big looming questions when it comes in the world of streamers uh with residuals especially like the whole big thing right now is with suits for instance like suits yeah is the number one stream show on yeah. netflix but nobody's getting residuals nobody nobody gets so and that's yeah, aaron, wild to me yeah aaron paul basically uh, most recently uh it was wildly reported that um you know he, he looked on netflix one day and saw that breaking bad was like number one uh, streaming or top whatever their ratings is mm-hmm. and he basically said you know I get I get paid nothing for that uh, <laughs> which it's not completely oh, well, yeah. true and that's also I was thinking well how because that's a Netflix original but it wasn't it's it was not, an AMC yeah. that's right uh, so yeah I think there's there's some kind of agreement that needs to be made as far as how do you let these actors that granted already make a lot of money how do you how do you keep them um, happy. Uh, basically, to to continue to to do these deals. Um, but yeah, hopefully it'll happen soon. Me too, because this is the first first big win. I hope more to come, and we don't have a big disruption in film or TV. So, um, and but this is a good first step. Uh, honestly, the I I thought this was for sure going to be a not a deal because the way Bob Iger and they're like, this is our best and final offer. Listen, I expected them to be like, Fuck you man, you know. So, well, I mean, you saying Bob Iger was saying like this is this is it. 
like, hey, I mean, if you don't come to the table this time, too bad. We're yeah, gonna that, figure that was going to be it. Like, it, like they weren't going to talk till January. They just wouldn't have talked till January. That's, they, I mean, the the big the the quote unquote big three of like Universal, Paramount, Disney, like they're a little bit more cash strapped. But your yeah. Dis, your uh, Hulu's, your Max, like all those places are a little bit more cash strapped to where they could they could have made it. Um, and those streamers are, are kind of what have kind of been pushing the needle on some of this. So, mm-hmm. um, thankfully it happened. We don't have to worry about the what ifs and, uh, we'll, we will get our regular, regularly scheduled programs soon enough. Um, with all the cinema coming back and stuff like that yeah. and with superhero stuff being in a little bit of a slump right now, what's What's the grandfather of all cinema have to say? So Martin Scorsese is over here saying it's time to fight back against comic book movie culture. That's his exact word. Yeah. Uh, And supporting directors like Christopher Nolan saying we've got to save cinema. And then there's more quotes saying like Christopher Nolan is the kind of guy that saves cinema. Sure, he's right, whatever. But this is just (laughs) super humorous to me. It's it's ironic. Christopher Nolan is one of the most beloved comic book adaptions yes. ever with the Batman exactly. Dark Knight trilogy with Christian Bell. And Scorsese either doesn't know that or completely just overlooks it or saying or is not classifying them as comic book because they're also like just art. I think well I think it is because he recognizes the director doing it over the actual product. Um I at the same time though Scorsese's like his beef with comic books. I get it, but it is a little bit get off my lawn vibe. He is also old too. Oh, definitely. Like, get off. He may not have, I, I, you know, I, I don't know how it is with celebrities. I don't know. I don't know if they're prompted on like a day or two before an interview on what they're going to be asked. <laughs> I, and think stuff like that. I think he's pretty educated in it. So do you think he just misspoke or do you think he has no idea he did the Dark I think Knight he trilogy? Views, I think he views Christopher Nolan as a, uh, as a pioneer or like he is like he is a true artist that adapted a comic book in a way that was otherwise like he elevated it. So Whereas, I just figured he had recency bias with like Oppenheimer interstellar and yeah, Tenet. no, that definitely helps. Yeah. Yeah. But no one's going to look at Greta Gerwig doing Barbie and more than likely, um, uh, Chronicles of Narnia coming up. Not more than likely, she, she's officially confirmed. No, no. yeah, I mean, yeah. like they're not more than likely going to look at that work and say that she is not an amazing director, oh, yeah, writer, yeah, yeah. all this, all these things. Um, the talent is always there. I think what Scorsese kind of pushes back on the is the machine that is pushes out and channels or uh, uh, the chart- Marvel and DC machines. Yes. Yeah. 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 That kind of have this copy and paste feel of. Well, well, they do mainline, yeah, mainline stuff. Marvel, DC, because Matt Reeves is kind of like the new Christopher Nolan of Batman. Like his films are definitely different than James. What James Gunn's <laughs> going to be doing, I would wager. Yeah, yeah, probably. So, I don't know. We'll see. I just thought it, I didn't add it in there because of what he said. I added it in there because I found it ironic. That it, no, I, was, I. That was one of the first thing I saw because when I saw the headline uh, elsewhere, I was like, because yeah. even the even the headline mentioned. Uh, Christopher Nolan, Dark Knight director. Yeah, mine was the IGN thing, and it had like it's it it was the I copy and pasted it from there actually, but it had an emoji going. Yeah. Oh wait, yeah, that's funny. Yeah. Uh, Next news story. Um, 
we're getting a reboot of The Office, and not only is it a reboot, it's also from the original show creator and showrunner for the American version, uh, Greg Daniels. Okay. No news on it. Yeah. Um, I have been dreading slash looking forward to this news since The Office went off air. We knew it was going to happen. Eventually, yes. So when it says reboot, it's not a revival. So I, say, I get I get confused whenever people throw out reboot. Greg Daniels coming back. I'm going to assume same world. I'm gonna hope it's not actually. Yeah. I hope they do. They handle it like whole new cast. Yeah. With cameos. So like not so regular what I was cameos. Thinking. Yeah, th- but it's like 15 years in the future. Like let's revive this dying paper company. <laughs> Yes. type of thing. Yes. Um, or let's repurpose it. I, I, or maybe, or maybe the, they're doing internet orders or, or may, something yeah, like maybe, that. Yeah, maybe it's not... Maybe it's the office, but it's not paper a paper company. company. Yeah, exactly. Some whatever. Yeah. Greg Daniels is really good. Everything he's ever touched has been good, so I'm, I'm optimistic for this. I'm a little... You know, there's just too much unknown. Like, is yeah. it going to be this cast again? No one's come out and said one way or the other. I doubt it, because they're all... I mean, you can't have John Krasinski and uh, Steve Carell and um, uh, Andy, Ed Helms. Yeah. And even Craig Robinson at this Rain, point, probably. Yeah. Rain Wilson. Oh, Rain Wilson. They're all not going to come back. Yeah. Rain Wilson actually might. He talks about how much he loves The Office all the time. Yeah. Everybody on there does. But those three, at least, and maybe Rain Wilson as a four, they're, they're too big, making way too much money to come back and do a reboot of The Office. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I'm not interested in an Angela Pam led office. Oh, no. If that makes sense, yeah. Or even uh, uh, Creed. You know, I just don't care. Stanley, I don't care. If you think Creed is still alive in this world, that's <laughs> oh, he'll crazy. still be alive. He'll, yeah, he'll still be alive. He'll be in like prison or something. Um, you know, I, I'm excited and I'll watch whatever this is. I hope it's good. I'm sure it will be good. Uh, but I kind of hope they just totally reboot it, like it's a full reboot. No connections really to the original outside of, I mean, if I was some, but like I want it to be more of just fan service occasionally, not just like a, hey, we're remaking this one for one. Like it's Dunder Mifflin Paper Company with a whole new cast. Like I don't want that. Yeah. I, Cause I feel like they tried to experiment with like the interns at one point, mm-hmm. like with Clark, kind of what that and, would look uh, like. The other guy's name from White Lotus. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. But uh, now if they bring, if they make D'Angelo Dickers the boss, I'm all in. Will Ferrell? <laughs> yes. Give me that. Even give me a Robert California led pick up back off with James Spader. I loved that too. Yeah, he's done uh, with the blacklist, right? Yeah, it's done now. Yeah. So and Will Ferrell's not I mean, well actually he's pretty busy right now. Yeah. He's kinda he's, having he's a renaissance good. of his career. Yeah. Um anyway. But yeah, no, I'm I'm excited slash little nervous, but I, I I'm I'll give it a go, whatever it is. Um Next one, Matt Reeves says the final scene between Paul Dano and Robert Pattinson in the Batman took two full days of filming and consisted of 70 to 80 takes. Um, so that's where Robert Pattinson goes to the prison and Riddler Paul Dano was in there and he's given him his whole spiel. So apparently Paul Dano was a perfectionist and didn't like any of his takes and kept experimenting and adding on each time. Love so it. the reason I added this in there, like, would you find this annoying? I mean, yeah, but I think it helps it's two-sided because a Paul Dano is trying to present his idea of the perfect shot. Whereas if it is annoying, it's pulling even more of a reaction from 
Pattinson who's well, uh, well it, do you think he's having to reshoot too or do you think yeah like, definitely or do you think it's just like he's filmed his parts to original reaction and they were like hey this is perfect you, you he signed off you on you can't it. do one without the other you don't think so yeah okay no well, cause, yeah because if he, he changes that he would have to therefore yeah inflect different yeah see I would think I would find that as an actor two full days 70 80 takes of him just like ah no run it back I think I would find that a little overindulgent and be a little irritated yeah, which would cause your reaction to be uh, even better, which would just make the make the scene even even more, you know, enjoyable. I yeah, I see your side of it. That's why, like, I don't know, man. Just what do you, well, like I, is that? It's not method acting, but I don't it's know. A, it, I mean, it's it like can, maybe a form of it. Yeah, but it's not full on method acting. I I think of I think of there will be blood with Dano and uh, Day Lewis. Great the bowling, the bowling scene. That. Oh man, I need to rewatch that. It's so watch. good. I need to watch that and paint them thread both again. I'm a big Daniel Day Lewis guy. Um, another Batman moves. Uh, w uh, Warner Brother execs wanted the Riddler to be included and played by uh, Leonardo DiCaprio in The Dark Knight Rises. I didn't know this. This is weird. I don't know if I like that. I cannot imagine any world where Leo played the Riddler. Never. I can't remember. I can't imagine DiCaprio as a superhero. Period. Villain, what is like in that job? I'm sure, but can you imagine? I can't literally picture him as a the Riddler, yeah, can't see it at all. Shockingly enough, I I could picture him way more as like the Joker than I could the Riddler, yeah, and that's not nothing that I could see him doing either. Um, very weird. I think that's just W Warner Brothers execs being out of touch and being like, hey, Leonardo DiCaprio sells tickets, let's put him in as the Riddler. Um, (sighs) yeah, Two Face, maybe. Uh, like a Harvey Dent, but you already had that in Aaron Eckhart. What about a Mr. Penguin? Point. Penguin, yeah, but I, well, he's done Jay Edgar. He'd do the fat suit again, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I'm glad they didn't do that, though. I think it'd have been weird. It's just a weird thing. Um, another weird thing Miramax is taking offers from different studios for the rights to Halloween film and TV projects. I, I saw this. Um, a little, su- well, I mean, not, I, I was not surprised, um, that they were trying to kind of sell the rights uh, the idea though of a TV project though that's actually something I think would be great for the franchise uh, I think the movies are stagnant I think they've been oh, yeah. stagnant for a while I don't think they know what to do with Michael Myers anymore it's just yeah. rinse and repeat I think a and I think even an anthology kind of series that's not necessarily just about Michael yeah I've seen that would be pretty cool floated as um, well see I haven't but like last week yeah. I thought I was like on some trend like I'm starting trend with the extra swift no, I, whole that, thing, whole thing. I found out afterwards, stupid. But anyway, yeah. Um, I speaking of speaking of Swift, I'm surprised Abby is not lobbying for you to go all in on Travis Kelsey right now with the most recent Swift. We, we news. talked about it tonight. I, mean, I don't care. She didn't watch football. <laughs> she doesn't care. She doesn't care. I mean, Travis Kelsey cares. He's made like four hundred thousand new followers since yeah. yesterday to today. Sixty percent increase in merch stuff. Most 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 bought jersey now Dude, in twenty four hours. Travis Kelsey is a star. Like he, oh, on the field, on the field and off the field. Dude, yeah, dudes. before Taylor Swift. Yeah, and now with Taylor Swift, but dude, she's probably added millions to his net worth overnight. Probably, yeah. It's insane, mm. insane. Uh, which we got to take the Swift news story in a minute too. Uh, but yeah, uh, we hope we hope Halloween gets picked up. I, I think this. I think Halloween would have a great home at. Bloomhouse or yeah. uh, A24 or um, I, honestly Netflix would do well with it 
Yes, but I don't think they could. I think Mike. I think Michael Wire. It would Mike, be more commercialized, or like if in anybody a more got Halloween, way. I would want to see Mike Flanagan get it at Netflix. Do something. Uh, I think Michael Myers used to be reinvented. I think Halloween is just a dead, stagnant franchise. People are always going to go buy tickets to see it. It's synonymous with Halloween, the holiday. Like, yeah. But I, I, I watch them all. I've seen them all. I think they're just nothing new. There's. I don't know how they reinvent it. I think someone needs to get it, like an Ari Aster or a. Um, Zach Kreger, Jordan Peele, someone random that doesn't really fit Halloween, just to reinvent it. It needs to be reinvented. That's all I'm trying yeah. to say. And those probably people aren't probably the best choices. I'm just saying, someone I could see Netflix picking it up, but it need to go to the right person. I don't want to see another. Even though I enjoyed the Rob Zombie films because they were refreshing, a breakaway because it was so much more violent and brutal. Yeah, which why a lot of people didn't like them. I found them enjoyable because it was different. It needs to be reinvented. So that's all I'm saying. Um, So I hope someone finds it and gets a good home. Um, So speaking of Taylor Swift a minute ago, uh, the Eras Tour, which we talked about last week, uh, is now has secured IMAX locations. Wild. If it plays in Nashville, I don't put it past Abby going to see it. She can take Caitlin. I I really wish she would. Are you having to go to the Maiden Alley one? No. Me neither. No. That's a great time for us. That. I'm so thankful. I have nothing else to say about this besides I know it's going to, like, is this kind of a documentary? <sighs> yes. No, it's a music. Like, is this going to be eligible yes, for it is Oscar? a music documentary. Yes. Think it'll win? Best picture? <sighs> it's possible. Yeah. It's, I think it's definitely possible. Best picture? Not best picture. No, no. I know. I'm just going to yeah, trap yeah. you. I trapped you. Um... Yeah, I have nothing else to say about that. Good for Taylor Swift, man. I mean, whatever, she's making that bank. Uh, unfortunately, not good for is Chris Pine. Uh, his directorial debut, The Pool Man, debuts with 20% on Rotten Tomatoes. And yeah. I've seen, I've read a lot of reviews about this. Oh, boy's getting dragged. Yeah. Hard. Um, early reviews on Telluride and uh, I think it was at TIFF as well. Mm-hmm. It was. Uh, is This is just super self-indulgent. Mm-hmm. Um, like a... Uh, L.A. noir type of weird bro vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris Pine looks absolutely disheveled in the whole movie. Looks it seems, and uh, yeah, it's just uh, it's it sucks because it's it kind of has a um, oh Elmore Leonard yes type of feel to it. Um, if you've ever read, oh, I read this book on during the summer um of course i can't remember it but there's a elmore Leonard movie gets uh i don't know something shorty get shorty get shorty yeah, that's yeah, get shorty. Movie, yeah. yeah absolutely amazing uh, i think it was a tv show it was i think it was a showtime one uh with chris o'dowd okay yeah uh, it wasn't Showtime. It was a lesser company. Epics. It was like a Epics. Epics. It was yeah. Epics. You're right. Chris um, O'Dowd. Yeah. But anyways, get shorty Weird things. You just get stuck in your head. Like I never watched it, but I know it was Chris O'Dowd and it was Epics. Yeah. yeah get Shorty's awesome. Love that Lauren book. Um, but yeah. Anyways, Pool Man. I'll watch it. I will watch it. Just, I like Chris Pant. Chris Pant. I like Chris Pine in general. Yeah. So I'll give it a go. Um. So this next one's right up your alley. Why don't you read it? Yeah. Studio Ghibli might begin to produce TV shows in the future. Don't know exactly what that means because I didn't read the article but uh this is exactly what it what it reads oh you won by two points i did yeah nice sorry fantasy football update i 
absolutely dominated. I would have won, beat everybody in the league. This Needed year, the win. This I had to explain fantasy football to Caitlin the other day, and uh, just now, the we're point, just now asking. Yeah, the point system didn't make sense to her. Garrett won. Oh, he destroyed. He was projected for seventy nine points this week. Yeah, I know. I mean, Travis Kelsey and to a bunch a, of other people. And his well, the Buffalo defense gave him thirty one points. That helps as well. Um, but anyways, <laughs> uh, Studio Ghibli. I mean, that makes sense. I don't know what, you know, I mean, Miyazaki, whatever, if Miyazaki's actually involved in all of it, I don't know, but I trust Studio Ghibli with whatever they decide to do. Um, if someone like a Max or, you know, some, I mean, even if they released it somewhere, I don't know where they would host it, but um, Max has kind of been the home for all the Studio Ghibli stuff right now. Um, I'd watch it in a heartbeat. It's amazing. Listen, I'm the only one that ever talks in our group message for yeah, fantasy football, shy. except for Sarah, my girl Sarah. She'll she'll get in there and heart react and laugh at my stuff sometimes. Oh, that's who that is. Yeah. Uh, sneaky, always sneaky, almost wins fantasy football every year. I played with her. I know. Um, anyway, yeah, uh, Studio Ghibli. I still haven't yet to watch anything. Recent, um, I think I've only seen two Studio Ghibli things, so I need to, and I eventually will. But I think Max is the right home for it too. Yeah. So, or Disney Plus, or don't they have some stuff Studio uh, Ghibli or no? Yeah, honestly, probably would. Yeah, I, I think I a Disney that. Studio Ghibli partnership, and they did one with that little Grogu short. Well, they there was um. It might not have been Studio Ghibli exactly, but it might have been another production company involved with them that did the Star Wars animated. That's what I'm saying. The, yeah. Oh, wait. the uh, Not Tales of the Jedi. Jedi Tales or Jedi. I know what you're talking yeah. about. Yes. Yeah. It was the anime. Mm-hmm. Everything was like Star Wars Visions. visions. Yes. That's it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but they no, Studio Ghibli actually did that three minute short with Grogu and the Dust Bunny. What it was called. Studio Ghibli. Nice. Did it. I think that would be cool. I think a. Instead of live action Disney remakes, anime remakes would be awesome. Dude, you need to watch. You need to watch some anime stuff. You need to watch Castlevania. That's a great well, one on Netflix. Yeah. Oh, I, I've seen Castlevania. Then you've watched anime. I don't consider that anime. That's anime. Maybe because I've played the games. So yeah. And and I've seen Castlevania. There's that. Um, what what's another one? Let's see. I've seen the first two seasons of Castlevania. So I don't yeah. know how many there are. But. It's it's a little. It's a little bit more raunchy than other anime, but yeah. Castlevania is. Yeah. Listen, we were speaking a little chase a little rabbit here because we're almost okay. done. At work today, you know, I'm 31. Yes. A couple of the other guys, one of, one of the other guys is 40s in his 40s, and um, another guy's 27, something like that. So you know, we were talking about stuff being desensitized to. Like, oh my gosh, that's disturbing. And I was like, you think that's disturbing? Yeah. And Blake, you know, one of the guys I work with, he's like, you didn't grow up watching what the you know, fword.com. I was yeah. like, hey, it was called crazy shit.com when I was a kid. So what was on there? I was like, what do you know about one guy, one jar? Like <laughs> nothing. I was like, two girls, one cup. Never heard of it. I was like, <laughs> kids in a sandbox? No. BME Pain Olympics? No. What do you mean? No wonder this generation so offended. Man, I was watching people put glass jars in their butthole and then having to pick the glass out because the pressure exploded it. Or like, Literally, I'd be in the middle of a school day, yeah, and on my computer I mean, yeah. and watching the Taliban behead people, and then having to like use a machete to solder the dude's head off the rest of the way, like, yeah, just for passing time. Yeah. That's why, like, I remember when Large Ranchers, um, the house that Jack built, 
came out with Matt Dillon. Yes. It was like, it, the screens, all people were vomiting in the theater, like legitimately walking out so disturbing and graphic. I was literally eating soup watching this film. I was like waiting for <laughs> it. Like, soup? I was. I was eating Raymond noodles. I remember. I wasn't feeling <laughs> good. And I watched this and I remember texting Dawson like, bro, this is, I think I messed up in the head. Like yeah. nothing about this film bothered I, me at all. I, I, I agree with you. I'm I so desensitized, always... man. Like, Literally, I've seen people cut the wieners of their head, like their wiener heads off with kitchen scissors on the BME Paint Olympics. Yeah. Like, nothing shocks me, man. Oh, yeah. I don't. The worst thing that I ever saw that rattled me and then we'll move on was the Columbine school shooting. Oh, security cameras. Yeah, that's. That that messed me up. I did not enjoy that to this day. That made me like. That's real life stuff. Yeah, that's real life. I mean, not to say the other stuff isn't real life. Yeah, but it's like, it's stupid. I mean, it's a bummer for those people, but stupid. There's their own stupidity, though. The school shooting made me feel sick. And I remember telling, because I saw those Columbine one later, like when I was a senior in high school, I remember texting my dad. I was like, I just saw real evil on screen. Like it messed me up for a little bit. Actually, it made me feel very sick. The only time ever, yeah, I've ever watched something. I was like watching people getting beheaded and tortured. Nah, but watching the Columbine shooting, that did it. You know what makes me feel really good after something that makes me feel as bad as something <laughs> like the Columbine shooting? Oh, I don't know if it will or not. <laughs> uh, Paddington, and apparently maybe not Paddington Three. It just so happens though <laughs> that Paul King is Who's comparing. The director of Paddington yes, he's films. the director. Uh, he's comparing Paddington Three to the Twisted Survival survivalist elements of Triangle of Sadness. Triangle of Sadness... One of my favorite films of last year. It, it really is. Um, it was the darling of European cinema last year, really, truly. Really um, broken to mainstream American cinema, Yes, too. it did. Uh, it, it's, a, it's a crazy... I mean, it is a survivalist uh, movie. It is... It feels like a straight-out survival. Mm-hmm. Or survivor, I mean. Uh, I think I remember... Did I? Oh no! I, I I reviewed this as like I mean, survival one hundred and one. Like you vote Abby off the island. No, first first day one. Day one. Day one. Uh, but Paddington. Have you seen all the Paddingtons? I've seen neither of the Paddingtons. Neither of the Paddingtons. I've decided. I said this to my uh, one of my coworkers the other day. Oh, that's a fall. Like, that's a watch. fall movie. Yeah. I so said when Paddington three releases, I'll just watch all of them triple feature. Me and Caitlin love it. I've heard. I, 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 yeah. It's not that I don't want to. I just never did. I haven't seen Paddington 2, but Paddington 1 is great. Well, apparently Paddington 2, according to Nicolas Cage, is the greatest film of yeah. all time. So, <laughs> yes. And the unbearable way to massive talent. Uh, but yeah, that's a super weird thing and it does make me want to see the Paddington 3 film even more now. So um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's our news. So this has been another episode of Mostly Film. And that's our pod. That's our pod for this week. Yeah. Um, Thursday. <laughs> Thursday we're coming to you. We're going to be talking about we're going to be um, discussing Tusk and The Invitation 2015. Not to be confused with last year's dumpster fire. Yeah. The Invitation was awful. Yeah. Do not watch it. I hated it. Um, two stars for me. Um, did not enjoy. But we're, we're not talking about that one. We're talking about the 2015 Logan Marshall Green. The Invitation. Fantastic. And Tusk. Uh, so we'll be reviewing those next week and kind of breaking down what October is going to look like. I think we're actually just going to give you for our topic or two. We're just going to give you the slate of what we're watching okay. the whole month. All right. So off pod between now and Thursday, we'll discuss kind of come up with our slate for the next four or five weeks of spooky films. And uh, we'll discuss that and kind of what we're looking forward to and um, anticipation going forward. Um, so if you like what you've been listening to, you've enjoyed it, give us five stars, late rate us, tell us or give us one star and then yeah, tell just us, let uh, us know you're listening. Off. Yeah. You know, it's fine. We're How here. We're we big be boys. Better? We can handle it. Big boys. Don't cry. <laughs> 
Wait, I really butchered that too. Yeah, you did. You know, but you know what I'm trying to say. Uh, but anyway, we love y'all. Thanks for checking us out. Uh, we'll see you on Thursday uh, for our in-review portion. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, uh, Jonathan McCorder, my beautiful co-host, J.P. Payton. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Bye.